So how do you think they had that big-ass banner for Volbeat? That was a big banner. How did they print that? <laughs> oh, they might we were print at, it in... Yeah, like, at the Volbeat show, we, we were... We were, mm. we were uh, being progressive dads. <laughs> and looking that at sure this. is a big banner. How do they print something how so big? How do they print that? <laughs> how, do you th- how do you think they did that? How did they get that? <laughs> It could be in pieces. They probably ordered sure it then. at signs.com or Banana Banner. It, or it didn't look stitched together, though. But you're yeah, but how does signs.com or Banana Banner put these together? How are they printed? A print, uh, a printer that prints a big, fabric? It'd be a big fucking printer, though. Yes. Like a, like a, they, they have those. They, how big? I don't know. As, you know, smaller than my dick. Cause <laughs> <laughs> the size of your garage. I don't know. be huge. It must be another rabbit hole to go down. They could they could print it. It could be printed in like, you know, one strip and then another strip, another strip on the same piece of fabric. Largest printer in the world. (laughs) I don't know. Well, we could probably Google it. So um, that's what you're doing. I actually did Google it, and I didn't really get a lot of info. This is a 3D printer. That's not even what what we're looking for. No, that's He's not. about to find out. It's not an easy task. No, yeah. that's like giant. <laughs> hmm. My interest is gone. <laughs> that's what happened to me. I looked it up and I was like, nah. It didn't take long. They're like, there's a lot of... second page of Google? <clears throat> yeah, it was a lot of like, we offer these these services, but it wasn't an answer to the question. Oh, yeah, you, you search for anything, it's like going to try and sell you something. Yeah. Welcome to the, the internet. Remember the early... Website like Lycos and Ask Jeeves, you had to like you had to word things just perfectly to get yeah. anything close to what you wanted. Yeah. If you have to do anything like that now on Google, like fuck you. It was kind of like that, and I thought, how much do I really care about this? And I decided yeah. not enough to keep going. <laughs> that was that's what people that. are listening right now thinking. How much do I care about what they're going to talk about? Yeah, yeah. They're, already this another, they're already switching to another podcast. <laughs> like thirty seconds, yeah. fifteen Fast seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Get to the show, guys. God, this is stupid. They said they were going to talk about chili peppers. <laughs> They're talking this isn't about chili peppers. Backdrops. Talk about Volbeat. I don't like Volbeat. <laughs> so, Joe, you've been to three shows in like the course of a month, practically, right? Or less? Yeah, less than. Yeah, less than a, a two weeks. We we were in Pittsburgh. Yeah. For Volbeat and Ghost. And what? Ten days later, I saw Tool. Yeah, and like five DC. days before Pittsburgh was Bruce Singleton, so yeah. Right, yep. Wasn't busy. Really a concert. He did sing a song, but... He did. Busy, yeah. yes. Yes, and uh, it's hard to focus on work when you're going to a bunch of shows like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it told me that to be in my 20s when I was playing shows, like, that many times a week. Hmm. Yeah, but our jobs back then were like Pizza Hut, so it's you know, yeah, yeah. Good. I was, I was, I was office job making, uh, you know, I guess shit money. I was an administrative assistant to a CEO, a CFO, mm. administrative yeah. assistant. That sounds important. <laughs> what was that? So was Tool the best of the three? Mm, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I imagine. I imagine yeah. so. Well, Still okay, a band I've so never seen live that I would love to see live. I am so happy that they are the second band I ever saw live because they played Ooh. second at Lollapalooza '93. Yeah, Tim was at was that the were you at that show? No, no, I was at yeah. Ozfest '98, I believe. It was. Oh, okay. And they Which were, they were on the, Keith? 
Lollapalooza uh, sure. 93, uh, Rage opened and then Tool played second. So. Oh, good lord. Yeah. yeah, that was before anything insane. was. Yeah, they were still kind of up and coming. And Rage was brand new at that point. It yeah, been out for a year. Yeah, so. it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about it like a good way to start like me going to shows. <laughs> Those <laughs> oh, two, like, pretty good. Yeah, that was much better than my first show, Europe and Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that you know that show ended with you know Primus and Alice in Chains. Oh you know, my god! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fishbone. I mean, it was that was a. I mean, let's face it. All the Lollapaloozas were pretty fucking solid. Yeah. Speaking of Lollapaloozas, ba- bands that have played Lollapalooza. Yeah, I mean, the, the first one had a, a band that played it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think Chili Peppers. I'm sure Chili Peppers played Lollapalooza at one point, right? Yeah, probably sure. a few times. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into it then. Let's hit the intro and go. Onto your butts. All right, there to our immediate left, we have uh, all the folks gathering for the uh, annual Saxon concert. You've got people who really are into the occult and into Satan. They're propagating Satan, and I think it's a devastating thing. Cows read What's your favorite total metal video? Zuckerberg and Gates and Buffett, amateurs can fucking suck it, fuck their wives, drink their blood. Come on, Jeff, get up! Who's winning a wrestling match, Lemmy or God? Lemmy. God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. Such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. And we're going to be at the Wilson Theater tonight with Slayer. You're going to be there too, right? Oh! Uh. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. You keep saying hello weird. Uh, hello. Everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back Hello. to Summertime Podcast, everybody. Summertime Podcast. the topic tonight. It should be like, sup, dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, well, have you ever heard of California? <laughs> <laughs> SummertimePodcast.com is where you find us online. Get to all of our stuff there. Uh, you know, the Facebooks, the YouTubes, the Twitters, the Instagrams, all that good stuff. So. Uh, we are finally at our last 1991 album. It took a while, but we got there. <laughs> a little late. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood, Sugar, Sex, Magic, this episode. Um, before we get going, we'll do some quick introductions. I'm Eric. We've got Tim here. Yo. We have Keith here. Hello. And we have Joe here. Hello. All right. Let's play a little bit of this album. We'll play that hey, these guys too. played Lollapalooza in 1992. There you go. I think it was the first year. They, no, yeah, no, they played 91, I think. No, I'm looking right now.
All right. Yeah. So do uh, the band introductions. Uh, so you've got Anthony Kiedis on lead vocals, of course. John Frusciante on guitars. Um, Flea on bass and Chad Smith on drums. And this album was produced by Rick Rubin and engineered and mixed by Brendan O'Brien. Huh. And we should probably start by saying this isn't like for us, you know, we're typically a metal podcast. So, you know, this is a little out of our realm, but um, I don't know. I love this album. So, I mean, when you talk about this band, though, let's face it, talking about this band, especially, you know, We'll get into the specifics about this band, you know, my interpretation of this band later. But this band has so many different elements that come in and kind of in and out. Funk, you know, ska, uh, metal. I definitely say there is metal in there. Um, There's so much going on that really it was such a kind of a breath of fresh air, I think, for a lot of people when these guys first broke. um, That, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of other bands out there doing anything like this. I mean, I think Fishbone started like five years before them, but, you know, was still kind of in their shadow for almost the yeah. entirety of the existence of this band. But, you know, this band was really incorporating different styles that, you know, they got punk in there. They've, you know, a, a little taste of virtually so much shit, you know, I'd even soul. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of nuts. Uh, all the shit that was really kind of incorporated in there. Yeah, well, I think that that speaks to like the what, what all the music they've listened to growing up, and like I mean, I've, I know Flea's a Metallica fan. Like Flea yeah. actually oh, yeah. helped. Yeah. I mean, you know, he Flea, that's the Metallica whole thing. Flea was in Fear. He was a member of Fear for one point. He was an actor in the movie Suburbia, which yeah. is like a punk. <laughs> you know, yeah, you yeah. get much more punk rock than that, and then he's sitting here doing this. Yeah. And I mean, let's face it, he that mother that guy is a damn solid bass player. Oh, yeah. yeah, one of the best, right? Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Definitely one of the best. This band is, how often do you guys go back and listen to Chili Peppers, just in an average year? Well, it's funny you mentioned, because that's, I think I've kind of admitted to this in the past, that, you know, when bands get huge, I no longer like them. Because <laughs> I'm cool, and they aren't anymore. Right. <laughs> These guys right. pretty much broke Makes really sense. before I was getting into anything. So I was already like, man, this guy's garbage, man. They can't <laughs> handle my bass playing. I can base, I can base around Flea any day. Right. So one way or another, right. I, I was already kind of sick of these guys before they went anywhere. So like listening to this, preparing for this was possibly, I mean, there's no way in hell it's not the first time I heard any of these songs. I mean, no, I mean let's face I it, this, this, this one got enough play back in the day in like college dorm rooms. And I'm sure I heard this numerous times, but I don't think I'd ever sat down and listened to the whole thing from front to back before, before I started preparing for this. And I had, but it'd been a while. Yeah. Yeah. It'd been a, definitely been a while. I mean, th- you know, there's some highlights on this album for sure that I play often that are on some like playlists and stuff like that. But to front to back, it's been probably a good 10 years since I've done that for this album. But I don't know why, because now looking back going, this is definitely my favorite Chili Peppers album. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, I, I, I mean, let's face it. There's, not a big surprise to say that I was impressed. This is just a great amalgamation of so much shit going on. Yeah. Uh, and it, it just, so many of these got overplayed that just made yeah. it just so. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Angering, you know, back then. Uh, I mean, that, you know, we, we just started with playing Power of Equality. I mean, 
that hit on the, like, it just starts on the exact right note. You know exactly what they're talking about. Exactly. Solid rhythm, solid beat. Bass is just going nuts. Although yeah. it's not like a nonstop solo. It's actually playing rhythmically. Right, right. Uh, it's just, you know, well, I, like, Joe's, it's just, it's a smack of the face. And Joe's you know, probably the biggest fan of all of us. Joe's got a tattoo of a Chili Peppers tattoo for God's sake. So, I'm sure yeah. Joe listens to this, these guys way more than we do. Uh, probably. This, when this album broke or when it was coming out, I was not a Chili Peppers fan. So I like I didn't pay attention really when the songs would come on. I just yeah. tune them out, you know. Uh, and then it wasn't for several years later that I really got into the Chili Peppers. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, this album, you, you said it's, you think it's their best. I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's, I, yeah. And, I, and I listened to I I pulled them out a lot various albums i i did make the um realization i think it was, we were hanging out eric and i was like i think if john frusciante is not on the album i really don't give a fuck about the album and i didn't <laughs> yeah I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really put that together well, till till recently i actually think one hot minute uh, well, one, one hot minute, minute is, uh, I like that's a good album i think that's underrated People i don't, don't, I don't know it enough yeah, I like that one got overplayed i think more than this one and Maybe. it was uh mm. my girlfriend oh. at the time picked it on opening day so i i got more of that than any other chili peppers album but i will say the last yeah that one got overplayed too good the last two chili peppers album though i could i could give a shit about (laughs) boring i don't care yeah boring so boring and i think it's the guitar player yeah he's he's a boring ass guitar player yeah i I think i think for shante brings or something yeah josh klingelhofer yeah that's it um i think for shante just brings too much to this band and without without him they're they suffer yeah, I mean, um, what do you guys think about Hillel then? I mean, how much did this band change upon his death? Would this mm, band would have see, been this band with if he had not died? I don't, I don't like those first. Was it the first three? Yeah, albums I'm not. A, I'm not really into. This is their fifth album, which I was surprised. Yeah, by. I don't even know yeah. the first. Like I know Mother's Milk, and before that's, that, I'm like I have no idea. Yeah, that's it's where I started. Styley, the Mother's I Milk, the self title album. And then, yeah, um, I don't know it. I don't. I mean, I don't. This well, isn't the band I, li- I listen to a lot, and if I do, it's Mother's Milk. You want to go to something? Yeah, this this one or Mother's Milk or some of Californication and you know, one hot minute is for me is up there for, for sure. But I'm just I'm not a huge huge fan. Yeah. Um, the the production on this album is insanely good. Got yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean this 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 is almost a perfect sounding album in my opinion. It's really this good. Is, like everything sounds perfect. Um, the bass drum, the bass guitar, the yeah. snare, like everything is. Perfectly sound. It's and it's Rick crazy. Rubin. That guy is kind of hit or miss. Yeah. I, I mean, I went into this, it went into listening to this, trying as best as I could <laughs> to, to hate it and come up with something to say, man, that sucked. <laughs> oh, man. Just, I mean, sitting back after listening to this over and over, you know, for the past little bit, how the hell could you not sit back and smile when this one is going on yeah. i mean it just yeah. it, i mean not all the songs are freaking you know top of the line definitely and so many of the ones you can flat out sing along to even if you've never listened to the band before <laughs> yeah you've heard them so many fucking times on the radio but holy crap this is just a good feel-good album it just it's got such a groove i mean we can go in track by track as we always do but you know the tracks I was, <laughs> when I when I said Rick Rubin is hit or miss, I should clarify. And I mean, he does bring out. Oftentimes, he brings out the best in bands. Not Metallica. In terms of, well, he he. I mean, he helped them. He got them back on track. 
I, 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 that was just a joke aimed at the two of well, all three of you, really. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I think you it's look a at, tandem of him and Brendan O'Brien, though. Yeah, oh, for the, I'm, I'm saying just the, I'm talking more about the songwriting and the fact oh, that okay. the songs are so good. Because you look at, like, Danzig and mm-hmm. when, without Rick Rubin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He, and there's a, his, he has a track record of helping bands write, it seems like, or at least... In the songwriting process, it seems like he has a good understanding of how to get the best out of a song. That's kind of my well, point. Let me see if I can find um, a clip because I have a good clip about that where he's talking. He's helping with the bass line to um, what's the big hit on this album? Um, oh, name one. Give it, uh, give it away. The bridge. Give yeah, it away. Yeah. 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 Give it away. Yeah. Here it is. I think this is it. Let me play this real quick because it 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 speaks well to what you were talking about, Tim. Yeah, that was a cool little. That should be the vibe, like what you just. Yeah. It is so hard because there's so little time in each thing. But just keep them really simple. Bottom, bottom, okay. Bottom, bottom. Okay. Top or bottom? Come on, top. Come on, top. Anyway, that's just that's cool. I mean, yeah. I think he simplified it more than that. I think he did. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, because there were some little fills in there that he was doing that were a little more funky than what's on the album. So yeah, that song doesn't need any more right than what he does. But that's that's you know that's Ruben's influence there for sure. Yeah, he does that a lot. It seems like he'll say like just simplify it. I, I know when we had Craig Lucissa on, he was talking about when. Uh, they're doing man-made God, right? And he was saying, "Was yeah. that um, who was the drummer on that album? Was it uh, was it man-made arm or was it spiral arms? Spiral arms, like maybe it was. It? I think it was. Was it, I thought it was man-made God. Anyway, yeah, whichever one it was, he was saying the drummer was being told just simplify everything, mm-hmm. and the drummer's like, I don't really. That's not. And he's like, <laughs> Rick Rubin's like, no, just you know, simple beats are better for this. Yeah, hmm. and that was. I think he tends to do that he'll say just simplify simplify as long as we're still talking about Ruben I can play this clip clip too it's I think it's Flea talking about working with Rick Ruben or maybe I think it's all of them talking about working with Rick Ruben because he doesn't try to plug us into a certain formula or like he doesn't have a way that he works and tries to make us like that he's he's just uh, trying to bring the most out of us for what we are and uh, you know he he manages to to uh, keep his emotional distance from the music and have his objectivity which is you know what he has to do especially because we're so completely caught up in a we run on pure emotion and that's what we're all about and we're making an amazing amazing groundbreaking revolutionary beautiful artistically heightened incredible record if baron von munchausen had ejaculated the four of us being the red hot chili peppers onto a chessboard i would have to say that rick rubin would be the perfect chess player for that particular board <laughs> wow that's an analogy huh? <laughs> that's how that guy's brain works <laughs> that's that's definitely 1990s anthony kiedis yeah <laughs> i mean that brings up the thing that i can't stand about this band the fucking arrogance no. <laughs> i mean well, just calm the attitude down anthony i mean just <laughs> shut the fuck up and sing a song <laughs> Oh. He he can be annoying. 
I agree. Yeah. Oh. Let's see. This is, is typically why I avoid interviews with any musician. <laughs> it ruins it for <laughs> you. <laughs> it's better off before before like, I started talking. <laughs> well, yeah, because usually you go, oh. Yeah, fuck. often. <laughs> often. <laughs> they say some weird vaccine thing. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Yeah, oh, Facebook has actually ruined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it has. It's like, I don't want to talk. I'll listen to that guy's music, but I don't want to ever... I liked it better when all I knew about you were like, um, you know, a little blurb in, in Hit Parader magazine. Yeah. yeah. Well, Talking how many about you, your music. How many yeah. of you were Ice Earth, Earth, Iced Earth fans? Zero. Uh, were? None. None of us. I didn't care about them. No. Still are? None. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because of that. Because well, uh, that one dude was part said, of the... Like the main songwriter of the band was there on the 6th last year and was oh, okay. one of the first arrests made. Yeah. Oh. He was one of the biggest I morons. Were, I figured they were <laughs> from uh, Scandinavia. It doesn't matter to him, I guess. Hmm. He's an oath no. keeper. He's an oath keeper. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Uh-huh. No, no. Well, who would want to fight between the oath keepers and the keepers of the seven keys? <laughs> the keepers of the seven keys don't have faces. <laughs> Ooh, that makes them scary. Yeah. Makes them hard to punch. Ooh, scary. Yeah. <laughs> They're like Jawas. But do they have balls? They might. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we don't. Well, what's going on under those? How many balls? No they <laughs> what if they've got the, eighty-four testicles? There's also the stone cutters. <laughs> the stone cutters. <laughs> Wasn't that the group that from Simpsons? Uh, the Simpsons? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I don't God. know. <laughs> Oathkeeper. <laughs> this one is called the beating of the swallow ass. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Getting back to this album. Um, this one. Did that first song have like a doubled up snare? Is that what was going on there? It sounds like there's like Maybe a recording percussion? of two. Yeah, it's, I don't know if they recorded the song, you know, like twice or multiple times. Like, let's just take two of those snare recordings and just smash them together. It sounds like that. Huh. You're probably right then. Just, if you play it again, just after the... I don't know. I don't either. When it goes... Sounds. I don't know. I can't. I mean, I hear like some ghost notes in there, but I don't yeah, know. There was a part where he actually goes, and it's act, it sounds like it's completely doubled up, but I don't hmm. know. It, Maybe. That's a kind of a Rick Rubin thing to do, make doing some weirdo. Let's just yeah. have two of those. And then he's, yeah. he's kind of an oddball. Yeah. So. It's possible. Yeah. Maybe you'll meet them in DC one time. <laughs> Two AM at a hotel when you could ask. <laughs> Seems unlikely. <laughs> Probably. I need to chase them down. Well this this album, Chili Peppers, was it's gotta be the most successful, right? At least up to that point. Well not no, I guess not ever. California yeah. vacation, probably. Uh, yeah. This one peaked at number three. Okay. All right. And had um one, two, three, four, five uh, hit singles. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't talk about the album cover yet. Uh, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. It it's, yeah. it's them licking each other or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mother's M- Milk has, like, boobs on it. So, you know, yeah. you can't yeah. really... It's giant is that, boobs. Is that yeah. Apache Apache Rose Peacock? Is that what they're doing right there? There's a rose sure. in the <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I never thought that deeply into it. No, no, me neither. They look like 
lizards licking a rose, basically. Anything else? No, I don't think so. I think we're good on that. Oh, you want to grade it? No. <laughs> not what I mean. That's not what I mean. <laughs> All right, that, that's good. No, I have plenty more to talk about with this album. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, this album, actually, this is the last album for John Frusciante for a while, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, like, well, yeah. So he no. left. I mean, album-wise, album. I guess, yeah, one album, but it was a it was a long period of time. For, yeah. I mean, it was like nine years or something like that, right? So he quit during the tour. Yeah, I have he a little bit about some drug that. problems. There. Yeah. He couldn't deal with well, the fame, apparently. Ten- tension in the band, and yeah, the fame too. And th- this is what I found on Wikipedia, basically. And I don't know if it, you know, Wikipedia is Wikipedia, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It says, Frusciante didn't like the fact that the band was becoming popular. Kita said that his onstage energy became totally different, and Frusciante thought that their huge amount of radio play and success was shameful. Uh, this caused go, tension Keith. within the band. <laughs> there you go, Keith, yeah. <laughs> Uh, when they toured Europe, Frusciante brought his girlfriend, which Kita said broke the no spouses or girlfriend rule. Uh, that escalated things. And after their European tour, they played SNL. And Kita said he felt sabotaged by Frusciante because at that performance, Frusciante started playing Under the Bridge in some different way. And Kita said it was like he was rehearsing and trying something new. Well, this was live TV, and he felt totally embarrassed. Huh. I have that performance if you guys want to hear it. It actually... No. <laughs> Who'd want to hear that? So after that, that song, they took, no, I've heard that one enough. They took a they took a two week hiatus and played Tokyo, but Frusciante announced that would be his last show. Um, I, I'm going to play a little bit of this because I just you have to hear the end because that's where like the the song. I actually don't think the performance is that bad. It's the end where it's like, oh, what the fuck is going on? That's what he does. That's Prashante doing backup vocals. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, but I think you're right, Joe. I think that was very uh, lots of drugs going on at that point. Um, so you're probably hey, super high at that point. Drugs with <laughs> <Yeah>. this band. <laughs> he had a bad heroin issue apparently who knows maybe maybe he's over it I don't know I hope so the second time he left the band was not apparently not due to drugs it's just he wanted to stop playing music yeah he's back now we'll see what what happens they got a new song album comes out out. when April 1st or something April yeah soon Yeah. yeah so hopefully it's good It'll be good. It's for Shantae. It should be good, yeah. Yeah, I'll listen to it'll it. It'll be. It'll definitely be better than the last two albums. Well, the you single they put out is the single's pretty good too. Yeah, the single's out. pretty good. Yeah, I have to give it another couple of listens. It was like <laughs> it didn't grab me, but I, I liked it. I just was like, eh, it's fine. You sound like Larry David. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll catch on. <laughs> no good. I need, that. <laughs> I need that clip. <laughs> yeah, you did. No good. Problem? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything about uh, how they switched record companies with this whole deal? Did no. You, uh, this is really weird. So they 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 basically had a deal in place with Sony Epic. 
And yep. then this guy, uh, Mo Austin, Austin, Mo Austin from Warner Brothers, called Kiedis to congratulate him. And Kiedis thought that was the coolest thing and decided, let's not go with Sony. Let's go with Warner Brothers instead because of that phone call. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Just by, just by being nice. Yeah. He's, he said, That's the coolest, most. He said, that, uh, he says, Kiedis recalled the situation the coolest, most real person we had met during all these negotiations had just personally called to encourage me to make a great record for a rival company. That was the kind of guy I'd want to be working for. So they were like, well, we're switching. Smart. Wow. Yeah. Did you plan that? Uh, that was strategic. Maybe. You never know. Maybe it's maybe, like, yeah. what his signature moves? <laughs> it's <his> last ditch <laughs> he effort. Just, he like, kept trying it with every single band. <laughs> yeah. It finally worked. <laughs> it finally <laughs> <laughs> If he's like trying to win the affection of a woman and she's dating another man, he's just just like fucking really good. Just <laughs> make him make him really <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> it's basically Shakespeare. Uh, Shakespeare. <laughs> uh I have a couple more clips on like the making of this album if you want to hear it. Yeah. Well, I got that MTV news clip that you had, Tim. Okay, yeah, they they were in a mansion that Houdini once lived in. Hmm. Yeah, there was like, um, I think Hendrix recorded some stuff there and the Beatles did some stuff there. So it's a pretty famous place in L.A., I think. Or outside outside L.A., yeah. Yeah. So um, this is a long clip, so I might cut it off. But The Chili Peppers' last album, 1989's Mother's Milk, was a surprising success. For the, so for the follow-up, they're enlisting help from the spiritual world and recording in an old haunted house instead of a regular studio, which is one thing we learned when we dropped <laughs> by the other day. This is our wonderful, wonderful place where we've been living, recording beautiful music that makes me very, very, very happy. house by the way is an ancient hollywood ruin and it's of course haunted we had these psychics that came up of course of course and at one point they said <laughs> that they saw a lady in black walking in the back and she was a ghost the lady ghost in the house lives up in the tower right in, right up there that's the only way to get to it whoa to go up there <laughs> he doesn't sound high at all this is the world famous rick rubin my favorite record producer in the whole world he's a long-haired hippie love child who uh you know just wants to uh, hang out and make beautiful music for the people and for all the kids and make everybody happy and it's a wonderful thing we're trying to um set up an environment to make a cooler than average record and so far it is successful behind my back i have all the secrets that we've been using to make this great record got here m- multivitamins our producer I can't believe you showed him the multivitamins. Chlorella, algae, it's really good for you. Raging Bull, Robert De Niro. Just a bag of inspiration. My little friend. This is, Flea loves her. I love her. Now we've got Chad, John, Flea, and Anthony in the band for the same two records in a row, and we've really sort of solidified together as a solid unit. This is some of our music. The world's getting a hint of the new Red Hot Chili Peppers record. I think it's an unusual sounding record. I don't think it's a typical 
compared to the other records that are going to come out this year, this is going to sound a lot different. Instead of getting the high-tech 1995, True. you know, 98-track board, we have this old funky stuff that, you know, probably Frank Sinatra recorded on or something, and it just sounds better. <laughs> The songs, I mean, we could never describe what they sound like, um, you know. Some of them sound like getting the alien wrapped around your face, and some of them sound like, um, you know, the Marx Brothers having an orgy with the Ziegfeld Folly Girls. It flowed really easily, and it wasn't, you know, a lot of, uh, I don't know about this, I don't know about that. We just went in and rocked it, and, and I think it, it comes out, sounds that way, and it's going to be good. Yeah, I think Who was that at the end? Uh, I think it was Chad. Oh, yeah. It was Chad or John. Because they sounded normal. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They weren't voices that we've heard more than enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they weren't saying things like, it's like the Ziegfeld brothers having sex with... <laughs> and California was also California. E- ejaculating on a chessboard. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Yeah, they they might be a bit much, at least back then. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I'd want to hang out with no. them for too long. No, yeah. get the fuck out of my yeah. face with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are a little much. I mean, you know, these guys are these are guys who are on stage with socks in their dicks. Yeah, they're Just, out there. You know, yeah, they're a little weird. I'm not gonna hang out with those guys. I'm definitely haunted, he said. <laughs> I'm just not. Yeah, of course haunted. Yeah, of course. The house is of course haunted. <laughs> like it's a given that we're going to record an album in a haunted house. We ha- we had to record the album in a haunted house, of course. We, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, gosh. it wouldn't sound as good. Well, if you have ghosts, you have everything. You have everything. All right. Should we move on to whoa the singing? tracks? <laughs> yes. Well, I was wondering why he said 1995, 1998. I don't know. Uh, he didn't. I think he was saying 95 and 98. Tracks. tracks, like a, like tracks a yeah, like, like the yeah. number of tracks on the board. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Should have known. All right, so if you have to ask, <laughs> I, I'd know. say start this one at 140. It's where it like kind of. Oh, we're skipping Power of Equality because we already played that. Oh, one. We already, yeah. Well, we already played. Okay, well, we can play more of it. I love that song. So, uh, I yeah, I have a couple notes on it, but please let's let's hear it. I just said Do the it. bass at 340 is badass. <laughs> I mean the. Uh, the bass is badass throughout, but let's see. It's the part where it stops. This. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's fleas. It's, it's more mother's milky there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a... I, like he said earlier, Keith, it's a great opening track. It kind of does set the tone for the, the album. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And that was, I, I came in just being like, all right, these fucking assholes. This one is like, you know, where they really kind of turned into the assholes that they were. And I'm like, that song plays. And I'm just sitting back at the end of it with like, yeah, man, maybe I should smoke marijuana again. For the the, there's two different guitar tracks in both channels, by the way. Uh, each channel, I should say, which is typical Ruben. Yeah. Totally so if you if you take out your like one headphone, you're gonna hear one tr- one guitar track. You take out the other, one, you're gonna hear a different. So thought that was that was cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's throughout the album too. That's not the, not just this song. Yeah, I think you're right. Total yeah. Ruben. Yes. 
He's still enamored by like you can do stereo stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's nineteen thirty-seven or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Holy Wait, crap! Oh, uh, we're not recording in monotone. <laughs> you can put something over here and over here. And if you're and if you're Slayer, you're gonna do only guitar <laughs> in one channel. Yeah, and then only bass in the other channel. Yeah, or a solo on the right. Yeah, that's what it was. Left. Solo, yeah. yeah, solo. You take the. <laughs> Which God is forbid, not. God forbid you're listening to Slayer with a, a cheap Walkman and one of your headphones is out. Like one of the one of the uh, channels is out on your headphone. Yeah. All you're that happened to all of us. That happened to all of us many times. That's true. <laughs> yes. Wasn't it? Was it? Was there a rhythm guitar on one side and a yeah, solo on the other? Was. Okay, so that could be a good thing with Slayer. Yeah, solos you, well, yeah, oftentimes are terrible. South of Heaven was the biggest one. <laughs> where it was true. like. Ooh, these solos are bad. Let me take this. There we go. That's much better. Fixed. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> All right. I think of that one song, that one um, Soundgarden song too. Where the, yeah. Oh yeah. The weird note over and over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it slaves and bulldozers? Slaves and bulldozers. That's what it was. It was good. I closed. Was it? Good. I closed. Yeah. 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 yeah that's it. Yeah. Uh, if you have to ask, what are you going to say, Keith, about that one? I was just, you know, this one again, you know, funk influence, funk influence going nuts. This is the one I think that, like, vocally, well, he yeah. shows his range. He, he actually, you know, Ketis, uh, as much as I, I can't stand him as a human being, <laughs> you know, as a vocalist, the guy is, you know, he's got some talent. The guy can oh, do yeah. a lot. He, he, this, I think this one shows, you know, the the diversity of the songwriting in and of itself, you know, with Chante and, and Flea. I mean, let's face it, you know, I don't know how difficult it is to be <clears throat> Chad. Like, you know, they, they don't really do a whole lot of super fast. They like their their tempos are never going crazy because it's just got solid groove, you know, solid beat just throughout kind of consistency. So as long as you're consistent, it's probably a pretty good job to have to be the drummer of this band because everyone else is doing crazy shit and you don't have to. But, uh, yeah. well, he's like a really great like, drummer, but he is. But one way or another, I feel like this one really shows that, you know, uh, his, his, Wait, he does you, some you, falsetto work, you know, he just shows his range off a bit. So this song kind of does give a little credence to, uh, to Anthony Kiedis's capabilities. Did you not think Chad Smith was a good drummer or great? I, drummer? I mean, it's not a matter of if I thought that or not. I, you know, you seem surprised by the comment. I mean, I, when I think about this band, I don't really think you got to, you know, I'm going to be hearing Neil Peart. You know, well, he's yeah. he's a great Which drummer, but he doesn't need to show off. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't need to show off in this band. But he he, if you watch like some drum solos of his, you're like, holy shit, well, that guy's I can just tell by how locked in he is when he plays. You yeah. can just tell he's yeah. good. Yeah, got a good. I and mean, let's face it, that is the most important thing for a drummer. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can play a little bit of this song. Yeah, 140 is where I Uh, it's a cool drum part here. Yeah. I love the drums on this part. Yeah. That's some weird guitar chords there, too. Yeah. This right here. So 
funky. Yeah. Awesome. Like off, offbeat yeah. hi hat. Yeah. It's cool. Oh, really good guitar solo too. All right. Well, I can't play a bunch of it. But yeah, that's. Good that song. was one of the hits, which is kind of I didn't really. What? Oh, they released that as a single. I didn't. Yeah, even know I don't remember that. <laughs> I know it's one of the. It's listed as one of the hits. Don't remember that at all. Me either. But I guess maybe it was later <laughs> wait, wait, wait. in the game or something. But <laughs> they they released one of these songs and it didn't get overplayed after <laughs> I know. all the other ones. <laughs> I guess got, that's like the only one that didn't, because yeah, the other four definitely did. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. there's five total. This I guess maybe this was later on or whatever. But well, that's yeah, I don't the, remember it at all. But it, the next song was. definitely got played oh. a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the one where we were like I'm just like I'm, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. Then this this one starts, but, and I'm like just like oh, that's a great but, song. This is the best of the of the the hits. This is yes. my favorite. You know? This is the best one of the hits. Yeah. Really? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I uh, think so. This song is much better than Under the Bridge or uh, I. I was give it away. Yeah, I skipped. I uh, give it away when I played this album. I yeah, me it too. A gazillion times. I'm like, just no, I can't do it. Skip. Yeah. I don't, uh, that, that's how I feel about breaking the girl. Hmm. So this and, song, it has that cool like that. The, the, the go ahead, Eric. Just that percussion that's going on is. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. This but, is the. One that's the, what was the song from Pearl Jam? It's kind of like this. Oh yeah, Deep, right. Yeah, you, the yeah, yeah. You, just, you discovered mm-hmm. that, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But six eight, or three, yep. three, three four probably. Three four, yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. But there's, I want to say it's like Zeppelin, but I feel like it's not quite Zeppelin. It's more like Moody Blues or something. There's a it's, yeah, there's something. There's a feel to this song, and it's like it's some classic rock thing that I can't quite put my finger on, like. It sounds like it's. I think it's the like the background keyboard stuff going on that reminds me of something. I think it's Moody Blues type stuff. But yeah, let's play the a bit of it. guitar right there sounds like uh, Jimmy Page. Yeah, yeah. Like that. I think it is. That? It's Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah, probably Zeppelin. Yeah, I'd say Zeppelin. Kind of a Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. With that flute like weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's synthesizer it's stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but yeah, you were talking about this part. Uh, I'm gonna play. It's so cool. This right here. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. So I have some really, really good clips of this from the documentary. I'll play that in a second. So, let me see. I feel like Ruben had something to do with this. Yeah, so here's some isolated in the studio drum stuff. This is really cool. Okay. One, two, three. One, two, three. Just beating the shit out of, like, it's awesome. Giant. It's fucking awesome. And there's another one. Awesome. You gotta see the video too. I'll yeah. send you guys a link. But there's, they're just like, it's almost like clown and Slipknot, just like beating the shit out of these giant. There you go. What is that? What is that? In there? It's like 
bells, some weird bells. So cool. And how would you think to put that? This song is so mellow and chill and just kind of like, la, la, la. Like, let's get some stuff out here and just beat the fuck out of it. That's uh, like one of my favorite moments in the entire album. The song is about <laughs> yeah. fucking. So, of course, they got, yeah, we're going to pound hard <laughs> because that's the men we are. <laughs> California had sex with you. Well, hold on. It's funny you say that because I have another clip of Lon Friend who stopped by Whoa. the studio. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, this is Wait. Good. Whoa, the tracks. <laughs> and he talks about breaking the girl, and he mentioned, he's asking what it's about, You're kind like of. That psychedelic, um, melodic so psycho, song. So psycho sexy. No, he's talking about, about breaking the girl. Oh, breaking yeah. the girl's group. What'd you think of Sir Psycho Sexy? Long, man? funky rap. Yeah, great. Long, 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 long time ago. To it. Yeah, yeah, the beat yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Did you catch the lyrics in it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. there's sex all through most of these tracks. There's a lot of sex. There's some sex. Breaking the girl's got to be what a diver- divergenizing tune. <laughs> See, that's the way you would take it. How do you read into these? Get your mind out of the gutter. Dude, fucking Larry Flint for nine years. <laughs> what do you expect me to think? Was that a song about candies and small flowers? Breaking no, up, everything has a sexual connotation up. to me. Right. It's a song about love. I mean, saying. Blood Sugar, that was, you know, that a blood diabetic sugar. love song for me. <laughs> <laughs> diabetic about it. That more was about, you know, that time of the month. I think you should have Lon write the end okay. of the Okay, there you go. Wait, I've already been asked by Motley Crue to write the sleeve oh, okay, notes we'll for their next record. But I, you know, I'm beyond. <laughs> so we'll just squeeze, you know. Like, Offer me like more money and I'll be your record. Squeeze a little soul, pal. Yeah, I got you. People say it's in there. Scrotum area. Well, Mother's Milk was a very sexy record. Come on, man. I know you like us, Lon. Jeez, you don't want to be subliminal about What's this. wrong with being sexy? You're with the root. You gotta be overt. Sexy, sexist, right? What's wrong with it's sexist? Going on, really. <laughs> this is the guy that made nice clay household word. Please. I'm glad they got that reference. There's honesty great. on this record. Every groove. There's a boner coming in between the grooves. The percussion wow. consisted of junkyard debris found by the drummer. Chance oh, nice. That's awesome. Um, Frusciante said that he was the main riff was inspired by. Led Zeppelin songs "The Battle of Evermore" and "Friends," and they use a mellotron with a flute patch. Yeah, there so that's you go. The noise we're hearing, and also uh, Chad um, said that the the drumming was inspired by manic depression, the Jimi Hendrix song. Oh, which okay. I, I can definitely hear now. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely one of my favorites on the album. Yeah. Even though, even if it was the biggest ever played, yeah. yeah, I still like that song a lot. So. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, funky Monks. I don't, I don't even mind the overplayed songs. Really. I mean, they're I good mean, songs. They're just Jesus Christ. It's, Suck yeah. My Kiss is still good too. I like Suck My Kiss a lot too. Yeah, um, and, it, and that was—I don't think that—that that wasn't pl- played as much as the other. Three. No, no, it's just the two. Before, it's it's Under the Bridge and Give It Away. Those are the two that I'm like. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I don't know. I mean, that's one thing when it comes to their videos, specifically this one and Suck My Kiss. I mean, sit down. Stop with this. So no. Like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> oh, look at how they're dancing. Oh, I bet the drugs are the go, oh, and they have so much. Uh, shut up and just play your goddamn, you know. Are they trying to look like they're being artistic? Because they're not. They're just looking like shitheads. <laughs> yeah, there is there is an I annoyance factor to this band I mean, sometimes. That's the one thing. I, I, I might like this song more if it weren't for that whole video of them <laughs> acting like they're dancing in some kind of like tranced out like yeah. you know 
And uh, the video all right, all right Princess up, Leia, Princess not... Leia, shut the fuck up, shave your goddamn head, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't take videos that much into my account of the albums. That I, we I just like no. this band. I think was very. I don't know about how much they were involved in their direction, but let's face it, you know they had to have. So these guys are just on one of your nerves all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one it of happens. them specifically. Yeah. I, I think the singer, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> just, you just think? Might what about, what about in the chase? They were great in that, those two. <clears throat> I will have to give them credit for that, yeah. They were, they were fantastic. The they were, that was a great, <laughs> They'll great. be pulling over real soon. They're scared, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pulling over real soon. I mean, it's kind of funny. He's what else has he been in the uh, the Patrick Swayze? Their Point movie? Break, Point Break. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, God, wow. I forgot about that. Jeez, yeah, me too. And yeah. Flea was in, of course, uh, Back to the Future too. Um, oh yeah, Big Lebowski. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. She's, oh she's yeah, Big Lebowski. Great in the Big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I forgot about that too. Yeah, uh, me Jeez. too. But I only saw that once. Yeah, me too. A long time ago. Were they in? Was one of them in Heat? Oh, I feel so. like Anthony Kiedis might have been in that. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't yeah. know. I saw that one at least three times. Yeah. In the theater? I saw it twice in the theater, and then I bought it. So I watched it when I I used to watch it, it, like, every week. I think <laughs> I think you saw it without me, and you were like, we got to go see Heat. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to love this movie. I was like, oh. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was really um, do we have to go track every single track? Because there's a lot of tracks on the song. No, we, we don't. don't. To. Yeah, th- th- yeah, this one is Cause there's a lot, pretty heavy. So. Yeah. yeah. If there's not... Well, it's not heavy at all. It's just a lot of... Yeah, it's a lot of... Yeah, the tracks. Yeah. So, probably we could skip Funky Monks. We could at least talk about everything. You know, Funky Monks, good, I mean, solid groove, just what you expect. Suck My Kiss, Mm -hmm. another one of the enormous hits hits off of this. Yeah. I mean, all right, would this one be more overplayed than... I mean, let's face it, Under the Bridge probably got overplayed more than anything else, but... uh, Yeah. Under the Bridge and Suck My Kiss... Well, no, I think it's yeah. uh, give it away was more. Oh, give it away, yeah. Well, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. That God, I mean, if you listen to like lithium, it's my God, it's just like a tie. <laughs> well, if you listen to what the the radio the station on XM lithium, yeah, lithium. Oh. the nineties channel. Um, suck my guess. I, I that's a great song, and the riff is really good. Um, there's a second guitar thing in that song that I never noticed before. That I don't know how I didn't notice it, but. 236 I know it's in the background right there yeah it's one of those things there's just a lot going on in these songs that I you know I wonder how Anthony Kiedis would describe that part that was just John Frusciante ejaculating all over his guitar. It's a magical <laughs> squirrel running up a, a fruit tree. <laughs> it's a really a scrotum. Making love to it's a bird. <laughs> I just the bass, that this was, this the bass was the, is so heavy, or like so dominant in that mix, it's hard to hear any guitar. Yeah. yeah. This was the third single from the album. Yeah. Which surprised me. I mean, this that's another thing to mention about this band. I mean, let's face it. Who else uh, during the entirety of the late 80s, early 90s, had bass is this prevalent i mean yeah i mean no one else is doing i mean i think i mean primus primus was getting started at the time but these guys you know as we mentioned this is their fifth album 
These guys have been doing this shit for a very long fucking time. And no one else was, was, you know, I mean, it's it's the funk element of them. I mean, let's face it. You can't really kind of play anything funk esque without bass being all over the place. Let's face it. You know, you know, we've, we've, we've reviewed motorhead, which let's face it. He's playing his bass like guitar. Yeah. That's, you know, flea here is doing (laughs) shit that no one, a style that wasn't prevalent, hadn't been prevalent for 10 years. And, and he's just, you know, I think really kind of injecting kind of a, a, a new, an old style, but giving it a new kind of a new taste to an old style. Uh, well, here, let's, let's listen to what Flea has to say about that. Hold on. Oh. Just because of my love for funk music and my, you know, my punk rock experiences, I transited the punk rock thing to funk and it came out like this really hard, aggressive, slapping thing. Which I was doing for a long time, you know, it's like you know, you know, this really fast thing, and I, and I, you know, I did it. I did the hell out of it, you know, and I, I've done it all over the world and done it on a lot of records, and you know, really made a name for myself doing it, and um, and then I, you know, after continually doing it, I started realizing that I was kind of like setting up a trap for myself. Instead of me trying to like prove myself as like, you know, hey, I'm the bitch and bass player and I can do this and I can do that and I'm the fastest and the hardest, was to not think of playing but just to think about listening and to uh, just play what was right for the song to make the song good. So I think that's, that's you cool. know, yeah, it, it he changed the style a little bit. I mean, it's still prevalent on this album. I mean, it's all over the place, oh, yeah. obviously, the bass. And he does some of that slap stuff too, but it's not nearly as much as... You know, it's not fun- as funky as their other albums. Yeah. Know? So, yeah, it's more, you know, and I think that's a Rick Rubin thing, too, is, as we heard earlier. It's like Rubin kind of saying, you know, lay back a little bit. You don't need mm. to do so much. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So. But anyway, moving on to um, I Could Have Lied is a great song. Um, this is actually another one of my favorites on the album because it's, you know, for them, especially it's kind of or mellow and kind of almost ballady. Yeah. Um, so I think they played this the one time I saw them. Oh, really? You know how bands do, a lot of bands will have, you know, like say they have 15 songs they play, but like three, they'll mix around or whatever. I think this was one kind of rotating. Yeah. uh, It was the same tour that they did the slain castle show. So it was essentially that same set list, but in different order Mm. They put this in instead of, um, power of equality. Oh, okay. Played it at the end. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Um, what do you think of the... Uh, there's almost like no time between the tracks on this. That's another like Ruben thing. Background stuff. I think it's pretty cool on this one. Yeah. That is definitely Although, another Ruben, Ruben thing. When you're trying to learn the album and you hit the back button and then you don't have time to get back to your guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, it can be a good it's or a bad thing. It's, yeah, it's... Yeah. I think it's cool. On this one it's cool yeah i think it works for this album i'm gonna just gonna play let's see i thought the guitar solo in the song was really good too
Those drums. Just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the most basic beat, which, you know, that's Rick Rubin. Yes. He's like, yeah. don't do, ba- do barely anything. <laughs> do yeah. the bare minimum. <laughs> yep. But it works. Yeah, it does work. You don't even think about it. You just listen to the guitar solo like it's a great guitar solo, and that beat's just doing its thing, and it's cool. What I love about that guitar solo is it's got, like, there's moments in there where it's not perfect, which I love about it. When bands do that, it's like, you know, it's not polished. It's just kind of like, I'm just fucking around right now. I love that. Yeah. Or is it, how fucking high are you at this point? (laughs) Whatever it is. How (laughs) drunk are you at this point? Whatever it is, it works for me. You didn't hear the other takes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's it. Who knows? How how drunk are the people listening to it? (laughs) Fuck it. That's it. They're good. Yeah. (laughs) But that song, that solo does convey the theme of that song, too. Yeah. 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 It's sullen. Yes. We're kind of a sometimes sullen band. A, sometimes there's a point in being <laughs> sullen. <laughs> kind of a sullen band, Ed. Can you dig that? <laughs> <laughs> Mellow Ship, Slinky, and B Major. This was oh. like thought the worst song on the album. Hell no. No. Play it. No. I love the bass line on this. What is? I can't remember. Oh yeah, no, I like this song. Yeah, I love the it. opening riff. That bass is really good. Solid bass is solid, but and the guitar sound like it's just some kind of cheesy. I'll say that yeah, the vocals are like yeah, yeah, yeah I mean yeah. It, yeah. it sounds like more like a, a some kind of goofball cheese tune that. Uh, I just like that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I like that riff a lot. Yeah. There's a. Uh, isolated piano and guitar thing I have from that documentary on it for this song. Let me see if I can find that. That's Flea. Huh. It's kind of surprised they put them out on the album. <laughs> he fucks up here in a minute, too. Yes, he fucked up there. Guitar thing, I like that. Yeah, yeah I don't know that I, that piano is in there somewhere, but I, I'm sure that wasn't the take. That can't have been right because nah, he fucked up like yeah, three times. Lord, like he yeah. fucked up a few times there. And he's, yeah. he's fucking up playing single uh, single finger, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's doing single finger on a piano. You said that's on the track. I think it's the... in the song. Oh, yeah. The background. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's crazy. This is the chromatic walk now. Yep. The scale, right? Maybe just a scale. I'm guessing that's B major. <laughs> I hope so. Take me away from the 
This song segues perfectly to the next song, though. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. Oh, yeah. 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 He's using a five-string here. Do that. Oh, yeah, I can, I can hear that. The chorus in this song is great. This is one of the songs that's definitely got like of a metal feel to it. Yeah, like, at two two thirty yeah. is what I had had written down. Okay. Wait, is there another piano right there? Maybe. Well, let's hear two thirty real quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's a proper riff right there. Yeah. Harmonizing too. Yeah. <coughs> Let me move up a step here. I hear a cowbell. Let me go yeah. back down. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So then we get to give it away. <laughs> go fast forward. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> you yeah. skip it if you want. Now, there is something I wanted to point out with this song that I never. Oh, yeah. I don't know how I never knew this before, but the end riff is basically Sweet Leaf by Black Sabbath. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah. And I'll play. There's a comparison that's on YouTube real quick. It's. Yeah. Yeah, and even um, John Frusciante admitted it because he plays it live sometimes. He'll put <laughs> a little distortion on there and actually play it like sweetly. <laughs> so he knows. <laughs> That's pretty funny. This song apparently did not fare well in the mainstream originally when they released it. Really? Yeah, it's it said it's one of Warner Brothers. Were you part of the mainstream America? No, no, no. It was just I just thought it was funny. It says one of Warner Brothers' target radio stations refused to air it, telling the band, "Come back to us when you have a melody in your song." Oh my God! Yeah, seems mean. Yeah, then then it says KROQ in Los Angeles began to play this single several times daily, and that was the beginning of fusion. Then hourly. And then yeah, and, and, yeah, every minute. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't think played. I need to play it, right? I mean, we know this no. song. Jesus oh, Christ, it's... no, don't. <laughs> and we covered this song, Joe. We covered a couple songs on this album, actually. We covered. I this. recently just discovered I've been playing that bass part wrong all my life. The main riff. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Whoops. Not way wrong. But yeah. It's like, oh, that does sound better. <laughs> like when you get. When you realize your your guitar books have been wrong your whole life, yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I know. I feel like at some point I need to go back and relearn justice because I know there's some songs I'm playing wrong on. <laughs> I got to relearn that whole Master of Puppets, I think, because of those stupid books. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> so. Uh, the title track, Blood Sugar Second. This is another one of my favorites. I love this song. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Almost, and, oof. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is really good. Uh, the chorus. So crisp on the the bass. Yeah. said the drums are really good at the end of yeah. this song Fine. indeed yeah there he goes he's just going off Under the bridge, yeah. This one, another one that's. Have you heard this? (laughs) (laughs) A few times. This is another Um, ripoff. It's a, it's a Led Zeppelin ripoff. Oh really? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I was never, you know, I never listened to a ton of Zeppelin because punk rock rules. (laughs) What what What? Zeppelin song is it a ripoff of? Um, Do you have a guess, either of you? Fords. Uh, this is um. Play the. It's, play it's it. off of. It's off of presence. Okay. Oh, I forget the name of it. Damn it. So I think it's the title. I think it's the first. Fairway track. to heaven. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Killy's last stand. Yeah, that's it. One of those song titles where you're like, that's the name of that song. I'm playing that real quick. Let's see. I can hear that. Yeah. Then it just changes. Yeah. It changes a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it turns into Iron Maiden. <laughs> well, are you are you interested in hearing Anthony Keith talk about the lyrics to the song? Yeah, I know it, sure. <laughs> Keith's like, oh, I don't want to hear that. I, I mean, I, I would like. I, I think, think we know. Yeah, sure, I'd like to hear it, but you know, I'm going to be rolling. I my think we eyes know too, the entire but... time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I will say, this... Baron von Mun- Baron von Munchausen having sex with L.A. <laughs> <laughs> there are some moments on this recording that the audio is kind of shitty. So apologies in advance, but here you go. There's a song on a new record called Under the Bridge. Which is a salad, um, a ballad, if you will, and uh, and that song came about because um, during the course of my life, uh, I was uh, what you might call a hardcore junkie for many years, and uh, during that point in my life it was a very sad time, and, and uh, everything that was beautiful and precious and sacred to me sort of took a back seat. As, as my need for this chemical dependency just got more and more disgusting and insane. And unfortunately, I've been clean for three years now and my life took some massive changes and, uh, and everything that was sacred and beautiful that I had lost has now come back to me more than I could have ever hoped for. But during that time, I reached some, some ultimately low depths of incomprehensible demoralization, um, you know, which are, are very much in my memory. <laughs> there it is. And, uh, 
and the crux of the song is, is based on loneliness. And, and there's this one little lyrical phrase that comes in at the very end of the song, which says, under the bridge downtown is where I drew some blood. Under the bridge downtown, I gave my life away. And what that was referring to was a point in time about five years ago when, um, when I had nothing in my life. I had no, no friends or, uh, or places to live or automobiles or relationships with my family. And all, all I had was this, uh, this connection of mine named Mario, who was a Mexican mafia ex-convict. And, and he and I would stroll the streets of downtown um, looking for our next score. And on, on one particular afternoon, he and I found what we were looking for. And we went to this bridge. And it was a, a freeway bridge. And um, there was a little passageway that you had to go to, get under the bridge, just so we could go in there and, um, and do what it is we wanted to do, which was to use these particular drugs we had just gotten. And, uh, and that always sticks in my brain as um, you know a low point in my life, basically. You know, about as low as, as I could get. And um, the chorus of the song is, I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to feel like I did that day. Take me to the place I love, take me all the way. And the place I love is where I am now. Um, Millionaire. Music with, with my band <laughs> and, and making love with, with my friends and my girlfriends, which is, to me, you know, the most sacred thing that I have going is, uh, is creating sound with, with my best friends. All right. That's it. And making love to my girlfriend, all 20,000 of them. <laughs> he did say girlfriends. He did. It was <laughs> plural. I noticed that. The girlfriends. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm really into Mormonism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think we all knew kind of what that song was about, but, yeah. you know, straight from the yeah. horse's mouth there, that's... That was the second single from the album, mm-hmm. and it peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. Ooh! And apparently they picked it because they went. They started to play the song live, and Kiedis missed his cue, and the audience just started singing it because they all knew the words. And they're like, "Oh shit! I guess this is our next single." Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a good that's test. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Uh, naked. Also, and... you know why they? You know why they they released it. For the chicks, for the <laughs> chicks, right. gotta have the ballad. It was, you know, the ballad. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, how many, how many women lost their virginity to that song? <laughs> Eight. <laughs> Naked in the rain. Got a little bass hole in the song. Yep. Good funky song, right? Yeah, yeah. that's a good song. Uh, it's a play. Quality end. I'll play the the bass part here. Good stuff. Yeah, no, that fucking tone is perfect. So great. I mean, honestly, this, especially for this band, just everything, you know, the bass is, the, 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 like, the mix of the bass in there is perfect. Just, you know the tone of the guitar, everything is so good and sounding. I, I wish the previous album had sounded so good. I know, yeah. me too. Yeah. I know. 
And I wonder the, if I like that album. The snare on that one is, is very 80s. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. It's like yeah. Reverb City. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I catch I always, up what you were saying. I always thought that was my favorite for a long time. Mother's Milk I considered my favorite for the longest time, but going back now going, oh, shit, this album is really fucking good. Yeah. This is their best. Yeah, I think so, too. It's their peak. I mean, this, song, this album cannot help but put you in a good mood. Yeah. Like, like I mean, I'm, I'm trying to hate it, and I'm, I'm trying to just be like, no fuck. And it's just like, they, you know, like right after like the conversation we just had, hearing him like, oh, man, that's me. Oh, shit, fuck you, fuck you. And then you play that bass line. It's like, <laughs> I can't hate oh. you anymore. Exactly. I can't. I, I have to love you. I, you know, let's go. Let's go have sex. Okay. You'll be one of his girlfriends. Oh, make love. <laughs> make love. Flip. You know, if Flea's playing that bass line in the background while he's doing it, fine. And, uh, sure, <laughs> I, I, no problem. Apache Rose Peacock. I have some isolated trumpet. If you'd like to hear. Yeah. It. Yeah. Why not? That's that's yes, flea that's also. Flea, right? Yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that is in the song. I mean, it, it, let me see if I can find it. It's like, yeah, who knows where that actual trumpet? It's probably is. where they do that. It's where the trumpet is. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I think he means where they go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's like a little Ooh, toy piano. Glock. It's a glockenspiel. Yeah, that's what it is. No, it's not. It's not. It's like a little toy kid's piano. Yeah, that? Oh, yes. Yeah, that was on the documentary. Fisher, Fisher Price? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Uh, you realize that that is a glockenspiel covered by some toy that you... Well, whatever. <laughs> I think it's here. Oh. Well, there's more trumpet there, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. You don't have to hear it specifically. This, this album is, you need to listen to it on headphones if you want to hear everything. Mm-hmm. Good lord. Yeah. Stuff I everywhere. <laughs> so that was a toy Celeste, is the name of that thing? Okay. Celesta. Yeah, well, Celeste is it's a Baroque uh, keyboard style. Yeah. Yeah, they show it on the <laughs> documentary, they show him just sitting there like, blink, 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 blink. <laughs> Single fingering it again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't think he knows how to play like classical piano he just like he can single finger all over the place but <laughs> uh the greeting song uh i guess uh, my note on this was it sounds like something that could have been on their later albums actually to me yeah i think th- this might be the song i was thinking the same thing if you play a little bit of it because it did yeah. sound like there was one song that sounded like the future pepper stuff right like it could have been on By The Way or something. His bass notes are so clean again. Yeah. yeah. And just so, I don't know if everybody can appreciate when you're, he's finger picking here, 
Yeah. And to get that consistent sound from both fingers, it's really hard to do. It, yeah. Perfect staccato with no. Yeah, I think it's the vocals that make it sound like it's uh, a future Pepper mm-hmm. song, Chili Pepper song. Yeah, it's got a cool chorus too. Well, the yeah. pre-chorus I liked. I guess it'd be considered the pre-chorus. The Who Are You Talking To? Oh yeah, yeah, I like that part. Oh yeah. That is. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, yeah, that's. It's like, by the way, or something. Yeah. yeah. That's like what they've become. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Let's see. My Lovely Man. Uh, uh, yeah, another good guitar solo in this song. My Lovely Man. My Lovely Man. It's such a good song. Good riff there too. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the guitar solo because I have control, and of course I'm gonna play the guitar solo. Cool bass there too. Oh my god. All I hear is the bass there. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, they, they, they keep doing more on the bass than the guitar solo. Single notes and both things. Yeah. You're right. It's very primacy. Yeah, it is. This is what I was talking about, actually. Uh, wanking guitar solo. Fucking hell. This guy's really good at doing those, though. He is. All right. Well, we made well some reference to the, the uh, I guess, last most recent former guitar player. What was his name? Uh, oh, Josh Klinghoffer. Yeah, one of the big things for me with with when he's in the band versus John Frusciante is that he uh, he just doesn't sound like he's going for it. Yeah. John Frusciante just when he fucking wails, he's going for it and he hits the notes and mm-hmm. honest and awesome and it doesn't have to be perfect. It just sounds like he's you know really pushing something, really singing something yeah, with his yeah. guitar. Mm-hmm. And and the other guy just I did not. He's just like safety, safety mode. Though. Yeah. In other words, he's just he's just playing the music, and he's not like kind of saying anything. With wait, I'm wait, which guy? John the, No, the 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 other guy. Oh, the other guy. Yeah, he's he's playing the music, but it's not. He's like the understudy. Yeah. He feels like an understudy. I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's true because he's almost like a a little baby version of John Rashante. Like, he looks like him and everything. You know, a homunculus version. Yeah. It's like yeah. I don't know. The clone that's not quite right. I don't know. <laughs> Many me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Sir Psycho Sexy. It's a long fucking song. I didn't realize it. I know. I saw that too. I was like, man, this song. I don't know. It was. Oh, yeah. It didn't stand out as one of my favorites on the album. It's a it did long. have uh, a certain line that made me laugh, though. What's that? There's a devil in my dick and some demons in my semen. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis. Uh, yeah. But very cool bass tone on this. The wah, distorted wah tone that he gives. Has gone on throughout. Yeah. Well, I, th- I guess this is a good closer, even though it's not really technically a closer. Yeah. Closer. 
It kind of, it's got that like epic yeah. to it. Yeah, it does. It's, but it's not the best song. No. By any means. I just want to hear some of the. Yeah, that bass is good. This is John Frusciante singing back up right there. Yeah. And then there's the last song, which is not really, yeah, yeah. it doesn't really count. Yeah. It's funny enough. It's it a, wakes you it's up. It's a cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Robert Johnson was the original uh, okay. writer, or uh, I think. Let me see. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. This is the original. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but. And then there's the chili pepper wow. version. A little faster. A little faster. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a funny version. It's not like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's only a minute long. Right. Exactly. He uh, the. Robert Johnson, he only lived to be 27. Whoa. That, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Did I know that? That 1938. <clears throat> All right. Well, we've reached the end. Shall we grade this well, thing? Oh, well, let's see. I mean, the one thing I wanted to talk at least about a little bit is rapping. Let's face it. He definitely adds, you know, rap style into a lot of what goes on on this album and sure. rap rock itself didn't exist yet. Now, of course, you know, Rage Against the Machine was on the verge of, you know, breaking yeah. out. But uh, it, this was being their fifth album and not the first time he's done that. I mean, can we blame these guys for rap rock? <laughs> blame them? I mean, well, blame them? Yeah, Epic was no. before this. I was going to say, Epic, I, was, I was thinking the same thing. Epic was before this. So, And then and so was I'm the Man. Anthrax. I'm the Man, yeah. Yep. Even that... Uh, the bullshit Run DMC Aerosmith. Thing. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, time out, time out. Let, let's face it: is the the I'm the man and the bullshit Run DMC thing was, you know, as much as it was too. I'm the man is a joke. It was supposed to be a joke, you know. Uh, you know, uh, uh, walk this way was supposed to be showing that you know rap does have musical element to it or whatever. You know, this is flat out white boy rapping, and you yeah, doing a good <laughs> job of it. But uh, and you know, and not doing it like they're allowed, you know, exactly. Uh, yes, yeah. you know, and I mean, let's face it, you know, let's face it, License Ill came out way before this, mm-hmm. but um, oh, yeah, those guys, yeah, about that. Uh, but the, you know, I, I really think that this was kind of you know, what as you could say, Epic came out before this, but I think these guys have been around longer and had been doing this stylistically, okay, yeah. enough that we can blame them. <laughs> yeah, but rap rock like Lip Biscuits, I don't know. They're not they're more metal than than this. Yes, yes, but we can blame these guys. This is for like this. funk rap stuff, you know. Yeah. Sure. But we can It's a different feel. It's, 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 yes. 
I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the bands that like Limp Bizkit probably wouldn't have been successful if it weren't for bands like this, which is probably true, you yeah. know? So, sure, let's blame them for that. <laughs> Wait, didn't we talk about how uh, even Mike Muir was kind of doing this stuff before? Before the, at least A little before bit, yes, album. yes, yes. Yeah, in, that's uh, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like... Um, Off of Hell, what, what song The end of um, Trip to the, the Brain. Trip to the Brain, that's what I was yeah. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It was yeah, it seemed like it there's was There's no just was, like there's no one beginning of metal. There's yeah, no, it was right, sort exactly. of percolating. Yeah. You know, over time and it, eventually someone just Yeah. It's a good word. Yeah. I mean, do we want to mention you mentioned uh, you know, uh Epic coming out like there was a little back and forth between Mike Patton. Oh yeah, guys. there was that little was. rivalry Span- going on. You know, did we do we talk about that when we talked about Mr. Bungle? Both a little bit, hair. Yeah. Yeah. Not with Bungle. I think we talked about when we talked about. Uh, yeah, we did. Oddly, well, when it came to Bungle, or was it Bungle uh, too? I don't know. I think well, Bungle, no, that was so. the biggest one. Uh, there was a time where Bungle was supposed to be playing on a fest that Chili Peppers were headlining. When they found out that Bungle was on the set list, they flat out told them, "We aren't playing unless you kick them off the bill." What? And Bungle got kicked off the bill. Oh well, <laughs> yeah. there you go. I'd be pissed too. I, well, in preparation for that one, I read it. I read an interview, and like you know, Mike Patton at this point, she's like, Ugh. "All right." It- at this point, if we all got together, we'd all have a laugh and a drink about it. But at the time, yes, that absolutely did happen. Yeah. So. What's it like? Mm. Mike Patton steals Kitas's stage moves or something like that. Or yeah, that yeah was exactly. Everybody was saying that he was he was pretty much ripping off. Anthony yeah, because when Epic came Kiedis, out, yeah, yeah, because when Epic came out, it was you know. Mother's Milk had been out, so you know they were saying, "Well, you know, it's a guy with his shirt off with long brown, long hair, brown hair jumping yeah. around." <laughs> and, and the biggest thing is, it's not like as though the Chili Peppers came up with that. It's just you know, and, and they couldn't exactly you know turn that into intellectual property. It's not as though no. he could be the only one that did it. Right. But no. at the time, yeah, that's right. kind of what it boiled down to. Yeah, that's and the stupidest it, thing. And it's like <laughs> it, it is it is stupid, and they can laugh at it now if they a run a guy with. That long hair that plays rhythm guitar and sings is ripping off James Hetfield every time what the right. hell no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well Eric does <laughs> oh please <laughs> yes I do I, I tried to but very very poorly <laughs> and no one else tried to do I'll that. be the first to admit that yeah <laughs> yeah no one else ever did that you ever no heard a band called ever. Zentrix <laughs> <laughs> no Zentrix no. said Metallica ripped them off what Huh? What? Come on now. What? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. That's a that's another podcast. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. (laughs) Wasn't that them? We'll get to that when we talk about load. I don't know. Is Inner Sandman? Zentrix? I thought. Well, I don't know. But I think I don't even know who Zentrix is, and I they were one too. So maybe I'm getting them mixed. Don't tell me Danish. They were Danish. No, they were English. English. Yeah. What are you English? Or English. <laughs> okay, grades. A plus. A plus. Ooh. Mm, well, oh, I, I'm I'm flat out eyes well. I'm going A. This is just a, a an album that you can't help yourself to feel good and feel happy listening to. It's just yeah. A, yeah. yeah. It's an A. Yeah. It's an A. It's their best album. Yep. Yeah. I think I feel like they lost their little little bit of their edge after this album. My opinion. Money will do that. <laughs> All right. Also getting old. Yeah. 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 Start talking about how big the, the tapestry in front of the band is, how they printed <laughs> that thing out. Pretty much every conversation. Anyway. Yeah. 
All right. All right. Ah. Excellent. Well, um, that's it for 91, by the way. Um, oh, we need some new music. Yeah. Before we leave 91. Yes. We should mention a couple of the albums that didn't make the cut. Okay. Yeah, sure. That should. Oh, I, come you know, on. If, who? If people, if people didn't listen to these albums in 91, maybe they should. That's a good idea. Because yeah, we, we didn't have time to get to some of these, and maybe we didn't all listen to them, or we didn't appreciate them, or what have you. So, uh, Fear of God Within the Veil mm-hmm. would be one. That's an album. It's, a <laughs> it's good. Worth, worth checking out if you haven't a, heard it. It's a different one. It's different, yeah. Uh, Mordred in This Life. We didn't get to that one. No, that's true. We didn't talk about that. Oh, we shit. didn't talk about Mordred, yeah. Wait, was that... I know... Was that the really good album, or we already talked about the really good album? We it's a really good album. I, I mean, I put it above the fir- the their first album, but okay. um, I, I think it would have been a bit of a shit show if we tried to talk about it. So maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, <should>. probably so. <laughs> <laughs> it's best that we didn't. <laughs> um, who else? Parallels by Fate's Warning, which I think I'm the only one who likes. Uh, Blind by Corrosion of Conformity. Which has one good song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, dude. That wanted to hear us talk about that, but uh, yeah. Um, I, another one that I only listened to is "Streets" uh, by Sabotage. Uh, so I understand we didn't get to that one. Yeah. "Wretch" by Caius, which is eh. yeah. I listen. I tried to like. I was like, maybe we can fit this in. I listened to it. I'm like, it was like two productions. <laughs> let's, let's try and work them in sometime in the near future. <laughs> maybe we will maybe we should do, that. do you have another album that we could talk about I might have yeah, a better one might, that came out yeah. a year later <laughs> uh, oh in 92 well, that's such yeah, a yeah, yeah oh yeah Decade of Aggression but that's like eh, that's a live album that's a live so album it's, it's, there's yeah. nothing new there we could talk yeah. about it but it's kind of dumb considering you know uh, Jackal's first no <laughs> album uh, came out that year god no well, I thought maybe <laughs> Keith would want to since he likes Trickster <laughs> Um, oh fuck! Did we miss Pride and Glory? No, that's ninety four. Okay, all right, cool. I'm gonna mention Dark Angel. Time does not heal. Uh, it's only because, um, you know, they're an LA. No, we don't band. know. We're waiting for you to. They're tell an us. LA thrash band. That album was produced by Terry Date. It's their best album. It's not a great album, but it is mentioned among a lot of fans of thrash as being one of those kind of. <laughs> What beta is this again? Dark Angel. Oh yeah. They've yeah. Albums, time does not heal. So people do bring them up a lot in the classic thrash um uh, you know discussion. Gene so Hoagland's in that band too. And Gene so. Hoagland's in that band, yeah. So it's it's their best album. It uh, is produced well. It's it's a lot. It's too many riffs. Yeah, the songs are too long. But is that the one that said that we have like 170 riffs on this yeah. album? It was more it was like 200 some odd riffs. And that was a sticker <laughs> That's on the something front. to be proud of. Yeah, it was, it's complete. It's what Craigslist sister called riff piling. That album is, yeah, a, is yeah. the best example of riff piling probably ever. However, worth mentioning, I think. Um, okay. Yeah, I think uh, Atheist. Yeah, Atheist. Album, yeah. Worth a listen. Yep. Galactic Cowboys. They were <laughs> yeah, see, I tried to listen to Galactic Cowboys too, and I was like, oh, that didn't yeah. hold up well. I, I never got into that one. Yeah. Uh, Cathedral had a yes. their first album. We could have talked about that. I think we would have liked it. Yeah. They're like a doom, kind of a doomish, Sabbath sounding. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Worth checking out. Um, Coroner, Mental Vortex. The Coroner is another band that is mentioned a lot when you're talking about classic 
thrash. And actually, a lot of Voivod fans like Coroner a lot. Hmm. Well, they're it's, Canadian, right? They're uh, German, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. They're German, yeah. I think. Pretty sure. I, I actually played that album recently. It wasn't, I, it wasn't bad. It was pretty good. The production was eh, but good riffs. Vocals are bleh, but yeah. good riffs throughout. Um, Slave to the Grind by Skid Row. No! It's, <laughs> it's looked highly on by a lot of people. I'm yeah, that is true. Like that. A lot of our friends that is do true. like that album. Uh, that is so, true. you know, look, they just never really appealed to us. You know? All right, so. well, I never understood it. Like, they're like, oh, that album's so fucking heavy, man. It's not. It's not heavy. Yeah. Oh, we mentioned one earlier today. In fact, just grooves. We did not get around. That's to. true. Right. Yep. Didn't talk uh, about it. Yeah. Pennywise is self-titled if we wanted to actually talk about punk rock. Yeah, go ahead. Bring up more of those. No, uh, Pennywise is not a band that I'm going to bring up whenever talking <laughs> about punk rock because I barely consider them that. But, hey. All right. Well, um, Heathen, Victims of Deception, I feel like we did talk about it. Was that a 91 or is that a 90? That's got, I got it listed here as 91. I think, yeah, I think that was 91. That, that's a pretty good album. It has a very justice sounding production, which is kind of interesting. Oof. Oh, well, I wish we could have yeah. talked about Fishbone. In a 91. Mm. What album is this? I don't know. I don't have it written down in my notes, but. <laughs> uh, Left off Carcass, of course, Cannibal Corpse, Bolt Thrower. Yeah. Bathory. These Bathory. Autopsy. <laughs> <laughs> no. These are bands I've never even heard, much less want no. to talk about them. Right. Well, if you look oh, at their reality album, of my surroundings. What's that? Was that Fishbone? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't think it's metal. We'll say that for sure. Fishbone? Fishbone, reality no. of my <laughs> Fight the no. Youth was my favorite Fishbone song, and it's on the, the opening track. Oh, of shit. One, so. mm. Oh, there was one small band called Anthrax who put an album. Oh, Attack of the Killer EP. Bees. Yeah. Attack oh, of the yeah. Killer Bees. We should have. Mm. Yeah, well, still could. Stupid. <laughs> could go back. We, we still do whatever Fuck the fuck it. we, we want. Do whatever, hey, exactly, hey, I don't care. Yeah. Let's talk about hey, it. Hey, it's not like we have lives. We could probably still be doing this another five years. So. It is worth talking exactly. about. That's true. Well, before we close out 91, do you want to hear our collective top 10? Sure. What we, we, have felt the, we have this? Yeah, I've been, I've been compiling. You've compiled? Yeah, I have, yeah. And All I just right. added Chili Peppers. Um, yeah, this, they're so. definitely on there, I'm sure. Keith will be happy to know that Metallica didn't make the top 10 due to his, uh, his <laughs> grading it. Top 10? Like a C- <laughs> yeah, it didn't make the top 10. Victory! It's 11. Oh, silly. It's 11. Oh, maybe we should drop the... We need to drop the Russian score. <laughs> That's... So, so Metallica is. Is, is 11. <laughs> My job here is done. It was a collective A, but it was like a 93.8. So, and then, uh, so Primus is number 10. Uh, Sailing Seas of Cheese. Overkill Horoscope is nine. Primus is better than the Black Album. <laughs> well, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> yes, it is. Scientific proof right here oh, in your yeah. face. Uh, Scientific. I think yes. not. This is Mr. science. Mr. Bungle is eight. Nevermind is seven. Nevermind's better than the Black Album. Well, every album, absolutely. I know, I know. I'm just human. Human by Death is number six. Blood Sugar Sex Magic is number five. Uh, Ten is number four. The Pearl Jam Ten is number four. Ratchet America is number three. Uh, Oh, sorry, no, I've got this wrong. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Metallica did make the top ten because I'm reading (laughs) numbers wrong. Uh oh. So, yeah. So sorry. Work to do, Keith. Son of a bitch! So you fucking four brothers! You goddamn <laughs> tricks! This is rigged. This is rigged. Because I have my Excel spreadsheet and <laughs> I have meddling the, kids. The title Fake news. The top. 
fake news. Anyway, Soundgarden is, Soundgarden is number one. Soundgarden was number one. Rap yeah. was number two. Pearl Jam was number three. Chili Peppers, four. Death was five. Nirvana, six. Mr. Bungle, seven. Overkill, eight. Primus, nine. Metallica, ten. So Okay. Do you want to hear last place? Take a guess at yeah. last place. Oh, it's got to oh, be Guns uh, N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. Nope. Close. Or Ozzy. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No Ozzy. more tears. Yeah. That album's not any good. No. no. Oh, Guns N' Roses is, is second to last, though. They both got D pluses collectively. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> As All we right. should. All right. Well, next episode, we're going to be talking about some 92 albums. So uh, until then. <laughs> In March. For. Keith and for Joe and for Tim, this is Eric saying. Thank you. Good fucking night. You got a D plus, buddy. Energy, <laughs> progression, power. To sum it up, it's a vulgar display of power. Heavy metal speaks to the anger and despair of teenagers today, the same way that the blues used to speak to the despair and anger of the South. Cutting out. Cutting it up big time. They are miserable slaves of Satan. Some country coding this.